Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I I was born on the South Side. I was raised on the South Side. Everybody stick together like we in the land. Cause it ain't no side like the South Side. On the South Side. South Side. South Side. From WBZ Chicago and Comedy Central, this is South Side Stories. I'm Bashir Salahuddin. And I'm Diallo Riddle. We're the creators of the TV show South Side. And on this podcast, we have taken you to the streets to give you stories about real people and places on Chicago's South Side. We've reached the finale, guys. Say it ain't so. I mean, there are more bedroom sets to buy, heralds to eat, more fights for Arthur, the beat maker to almost get in. Come on. I remember it was so long ago, maybe days, maybe weeks, that we did episode one. Yeah. Maybe it was only a few hours ago. Mm-hmm. We were just podcast novices back in those days. But look at us now. We are podcast men. I know. I think we're ready for cereal. I think so, too. Just drop it. Except we're going to have a satisfying ending. Wow. Shots fired. But before we put on our detective caps, we're going to put on our business suits and meet some budding inventors from the South Side and around Chicago. That's right. Instead of Monopoly, we're going to play a little venture capitalist and, and see who has the next billion dollar idea for us to invest in. Because if there's anything on the South Side, there are future inventors, future disruptors. Absolutely. And brilliant minds. Y'all, if you could invent anything. First thing, top of your dome, go. A food that is both healthy and makes you skinnier. They have that. And tastes delicious. They don't have that. Yeah. They like, I'm that. talking about a comfort food. Yeah. Take a comfort food. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like when you're hungover or you just don't feel like working out for weeks Nachos. at end. And yeah, you're just like, I just want something that's going to make me feel good. Like what Halle Berry said in Monster Ball. Sure. And like just something that you could put in your mouth and it would make you lose weight, but it would also satisfy all your all your L's. Stop thinking about Monster Ball. <laughs> well, I don't even know if that's a movie. Number one. I think it's called Monster's Ball. Clearly, neither of us saw it. <laughs> I, I didn't want to see that. <laughs> I man, I saw that one scene, though. I didn't want to I see cut it, it on. I was like, what in the hell? Um, you guys will have something you can use out of that. <laughs> anyway, our, uh, our producer. <laughs> now, our producer, Bia, paid a visit to a group called the Chicago Inventors Organization, CIO, which began back in the 90s to help black inventors. She got a few inventors there to pitch us their creations. My name is Johnny Watkins. My invention is to teach people how to understand the language of the body. You know what the organ is saying, the large intestine is saying, but you don't know what the spleen is saying. So I'm teaching people with a card game, a regular card game, to teach people how to play card but still understand the language of the body. My name is David Boyton. I have actually wall modules that actually predicts electrical wall fires eight hours in advance. Showed you on your smart TV, your laptop computer, and your cell phone. Everything's wireless also. My name is Will King. I invented uh, a special kite. It's, it's a unique kite that I invented. My name is Jessica, Jessica Edmund. I have a new innovative bicycle. It's the world's first affordable high-flying kite to be flown with a uh, interchangeable, wind-driven, working propeller attachment that you can fly the kite with or without the propeller. You know, kites don't have propellers. <laughs> no, I think he, he might have invented a plane. 
I think he invented a plane. Because somebody should talk to him. All right, let's just keep going. Uh, this is very confusing. Well, I tell you something that's fascinating about my bicycle. Nobody else could do it. It lights up. Nighttime, daytime, and it's solar powered. Okay, tell me your name, please. And my name you- is Michael E. Wolf. I'm a producer. I am a writer. So I have my first novel called The Key Lost to Time, The Return of the Past. It's about a black family whose love was so strong that it started the Big Bang Theory. And now I'm pushing my game show idea. I've made a game show out of dominoes. I'm trying to urbanize game shows from our childhood. So games like Spades, I've turned that into a game show idea. I Declare War, I turned that into a game show and then created an app created my own deck and the concept. Other than that, I also have a toy that I've created that's based on musical chairs. A lot of good stuff in there and some really, really stuff Look, that I, I, I want to see. I, I think wanna, you have I to put my yeah. eyes on it. You know what? I got to see it. I um, my eyes on this it. is not Shark Tank. Yeah. We, we are not investors. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I, I encourage everybody to... Uh, now, I don't, I don't know if musical chairs is something you can invent because it's here. Well, you said it's based on musical it's chairs. It's based on musical chairs. Well, you know, that, that, that could totally work. I don't know if I understand how... A, how That's kind of hard, though, because... I don't know if I understand how a black family can exist if Big Bang has not taken place. Well, I, I think, but see, I think that's I wanna, because, I wanna, I wanna Well, hold on, brother. Everybody. That's because you've never read 100 Years of Solitude, you see. You, you're thinking linearly, mm-hmm. and time does not move in the line. That's true. Time moves in the spiral. I, I kind of wish I I could listen to a whole segment of people just pitching their inventions. It's such a window onto what they prioritize in their own lives mm-hmm. and how they. Um, and what's, what, what, you know, that's all inventions come from what? Necessity. So yeah. it looks like there's one more inventor for us to meet. And this young man is a recent college grad who spent $14,000 of his own money on his invention. That's enough for at least 50 student movies. <laughs> now, the did, did you ever have. Before the age of thirty, did you ever have fourteen? <laughs> did you ever have fourteen thousand dollars? How about before last week? Did you have fourteen thousand dollars to spend on anything? <laughs> Let um, me ask this question. Looking forward, <laughs> will you ever have fourteen thousand dollars? Hey, I need to talk to this brother because clearly, hey man, he's he doing something right. <laughs> if he was a college grad who had fourteen thousand dollars, I'm wondering what he did as a term time job. I'm wondering if he paid these I, student loans back. Sounds like he might have had seventeen five and and. It made it grow, but that's uh, that's that's young Jeezy talk. I shouldn't do that. You know, that is a serious commitment. You know, I would like to actually let's let's hear more about what he's working on. My name is Danny Hicks. I'm an inventor. Uh, it feels weird saying that, being a first generation kid to go to college, to compete at a Division One level, just kind of all it took me here. Just believing in I can come from nothing and create something, and you know, really trailblaze for my family and the next generations after me. I've always been like a risk taker and you know beating the odds kind of guy. First idea came, I was studying for finals. And I lose my headphones and I'm like okay now I know I need the dongle to listen to my music because I'm studying cramming and I couldn't find my dongle. I found it and I'm looking at it like how can I keep this around? How can I keep this around me? How can I keep it from getting lost so I don't have to run around the town looking for it? And the idea just started spinning in my head like I was possessed. You saw, you see those scary movies where the people are, oh, what are they drawing? And they're possessed and they're drawing something like a spirit. It was literally like that. I couldn't stop writing it. I couldn't stop thinking about it. I felt my, weird when I first thought about the idea. I was like, no one's going to ever understand what I'm talking about. 
I was broke. I was on, you know, scholarship and financial aid, you know, asking for more money so I can go <laughs> do certain things for my invention, not even for school, you know. Hungry nights, you know, bills being due for like a couple months. You know, at a point I was working in school at Kohl's, you know, just to get money, you know. Moving jobs consistently, that sucks. You want to move heavy stuff all day, but, you know, it's good money. You save it up and you got to do what you got to do to fund, you know, for trademarking, for patents and stuff like that. It's a little bit of money, but you got to have something to funnel it. All right, well, my pitch would be, does anybody have a 2017 newer phone? My target market for that is just anybody that has a phone that was created in 2017 and on to now probably doesn't have a headphone jack. Nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten, actually, their phone needs a dongle to use audio, you know, device for it, to use audio features, to watch a YouTube video, to keep music to themselves. So um, nine times out of ten, those folks don't have a dongle with them because they don't know where to keep it, they don't know where to hold it, and they probably lost it because when it comes in, a, you know, with a phone or a new device, it's just rolling around in the box. I solved that problem with my invention, my creation that's fitted for all dongles, fitted for all, you know, mobile devices, and it just, it's a, it's a unique problem solver, but it's very simple. You know, if you, you know, oh, put your dongle in a safe spot. Well, you can't until now. The you know what a dongle is? Yeah, it's just, just the little thing that helps you connect your headphones or your, or your cord. To the, your... I, the, the ear pods, do they use dongle? To connect uh, some of them do like most people have the wireless now but like if you if you still have the cord like I have one in my bag if it has the cord then you need a dongle to hook it into the phone now okay All right. well, live and learn I really want to encourage that bro he sounds super smart super capable and mm -hmm. I, I I respect everything he said you know shout out to him we've met aspiring inventors but after the break our correspondent Kelly Howard is going to introduce us to an inventor and entrepreneur who's been creating since she was a child. You do not want to miss this one. Trust us. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. We're going to dip into some uh, viewer, uh, well, I guess you, I guess you call it listener viewer mail. mail. There's some listener mail here. Um, I have this one. It says, uh, really love the podcast. Love that you did an episode about fried chicken. We can't wait to hear what you do next. Uh, Bill Gates. Wow. Oh, wow. I'm really happy that he's listening to the podcast. That's, That's really incredible. Cool. I have now, one here, uh, and it says, you two are like a breath of fresh air. Oprah Yvonne Winfrey. Oh gosh, Oprah Yvonne Winfrey. Yeah, that's, not not Oprah. No, Winfrey. no, that's no, the other Oprah. No, no, no. This lady works. Uh, yeah, she, she works at Harold's. That's right. Yeah, that's very. She's cool. good. And for this last segment, we wanted to go big, and we think we've succeeded. Yes, you're about to meet Jermico. Mm. You know you've done good. Well, you can go by just a single name. Yeah. Uh, Tank, for example. <laughs> and Jermico, the singer, the singer Joe, <laughs> comes to mind. Jermico has done that and then some. She's a fashion designer, inventor, and entrepreneur. She was also the very first black woman to own her own store on Chicago's magnificent Mile. Holy cow. <laughs> That's where all the rich people shop. But also, let's just, you know. Let's be honest. We shop not there, just too. Rich people. You and I shop there, too. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, if you got a good job and it's payday, you save up your money, you go up to the municipal. When I was growing up, for example, uh, the Magnificent Mile was also another place to take a date because you could just walk up and down and look at mm -hmm. stuff and you would only have to spend. And the store, the, the the store bus windows were like really cool to look at. Some of them were, yeah. yeah. The ones that weren't like some, you know, dude in like a butler outfit. You get away from here, you <laughs> crazy black kids. I was like, why is that dude from Arkansas? This isn't magnificent at all. This is nothing. But back to Jamaica. 
Listen, one thing I know about Jamaica, she created a hoodie that got featured in Beyonce's Lemonade video. It's mm. like the single wow. name. People are just, they're self-segregating. They know how to find each other. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Beyonce, Jamaica, Drake, mm-hmm. Tank, mm-hmm. come in. Yeah, man, these single namers, boy, they got it going on. You know, <laughs> this woman even had a pet monkey before it was cool. By the way, I'm not sure that is cool. <laughs> I'm married. In my dating days, if, if, if a girl- Whoa, 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 you're married? If a girl owned a bird- <laughs> Uh, that was a bit of it because I was just like, I don't, I don't know how people get into birds as pets. Like, you I can't, you can't really hug them. I loved him. I love Charlie. He was really? Great. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Great. Did you ever date a girl with a monkey? There's so much to unpack <laughs> from what you just said. <laughs> no, I'm asking. She she owns a monkey. Technically, I every anyway. I won't make. Don't that even joke. go. Uh, you know what? Hello, hey man. I, I can tell it's the last episode. So we told W trying to get to you and that. That's a song, right? Oh, I yes, see where exactly. you're going with there that. Go. That's see? a much more positive. Well, there it's you go. Still, it's still X-rated. It's not for WBEZ's audience. They don't want to know all that. They don't want to know that some rappers, you know, who's, who's saying that song? After Dark. Send your kids into the other room. Other room, guys. <laughs> I'm Kai Rizdahl. Kelly Howard met up with Jamiko at her workspace in Pilsen, and they talked about a lot more than just Jamiko's pets. They talked about her life, her journey, working with the phone company, and starting out in the studio apartment, to having her own fashion label and fundraising for Barack Obama. Who does not live near Pilsen. One more for the road? (laughs) It felt right. Hey, it's Kelly Howard, and we are talking to Jermiko. I am really excited to talk with her. She's a fashion designer, and she's going to tell you all about what she does here in this beautiful space we are sitting in right now. Oh, my God. Tell us a little bit about your fashion journey. Across the street from us, my granny's house, we had like this shotgun house, was like a hotel kind of place. Very small, but it was for black people. And there was a woman that used to live there who wore the most beautiful clothes. So I thought they were beautiful. And she had on these fishnet stockings that had the, the, the seam up the back. And she had these skirts that were tailored to her body and the flap in the back. And she always was well made up. And then there was Granny. <laughs> with, 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 with the white gloves and, and the big pink drawers and, and, and the Sunday outfit, the white uniform. So one day I decided that I wanted my granny to look like this lady. So I took granny's white uniform down to the red mud and I dyed it. And then I took it home and I put it, took it apart oh my God. and I stitched it back together as best I could. So it comes Sunday morning. My granny said, look, gal, get up and get me my uniform. So I got up and I got her. I was proud. I got her her uniform and it was bright red. Oh, my God. Still had a little cake of mud every every now and then. (laughs) And I brought it to her and she looked at it and she put it on. And then she said, now give me my pocketbook. We got to get to Galilee this morning. That's the name of the church that we went to. So I gave her her pocketbook. My granny put that pocketbook on her arm the way grannies do, put her little white hat on her head, grabbed me by the hand, her white gloves, and we headed up yonder to Galilee. Oh, my So when we get to Galilee, the sisters are looking at her, and they said, Julia, what you got on? (laughs) My grandmother said, hush, my grandbaby made me this. And she sat down on the bench, and when it came time for her to shout, she was shouting, and she would slide all down the bench, and she'd leave a little mud. (laughs) (laughs) Then she would slide back the other way, and she would leave a little mud. (laughs) So wait a minute. So the sisters would sit down, and they had a little mud on the back of them. So when we got home, my granny said to me, don't you touch another one of my outfits, my uniforms. That's all she said. 
so it was then I knew it, it was okay for granny it was okay I got some talent Machine is my first machine I ever bought. Nine hundred bucks. Really? <laughs> because I started in leathers and suede. This sells leathers and suede. I haven't used it in quite some time, but it sells leathers and suede. And over here is an overcast. You know, when you're making dinner, well, you don't know you don't. Well, it's like, it's no, good I for denim. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got around leather. Okay, okay, it's good for <laughs> denim stitching. I was inducted into the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C., and I was invited to give a little talk with kids, and I went across the street afterwards to get something to drink, and the kids came in wearing their hoods and their backpacks and their school books, and the guy said, you kids can't come in here wearing them hoods, and I thought, why not? So when I got back in the car, it was explained to me the bad rap that hoods had gotten. So I came back to my design studio, and I'm thinking, you know, I love inventing stuff. I think I could fix that problem. And I came up with a hoodie that completely unzips the left from the right, and you can add in any color that you want. And the hoodie is such a significant, yes. like, they love it, it. It, it, that in itself mm-hmm. represents our struggle with, you know, inequality in our neighborhoods. Right. And- so when I designed when I designed and invented the hoodie, I invented it so that you could for the kid who couldn't go in the store because he was wearing a hood. Don't argue with him. Yeah. Just unzip it, make it a collar, go in and come out and zip it back. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think it would be something good for kids, and and I like working with young people. They think I'm crazy, and I am. <laughs> oh, look at the inside pocket. Oh yeah. Yeah, got, got, got your cell pocket. Yeah, you park it for your iPhone or whatever phone you have in here. And you can put a iPad there or whatever you want to hide. And when it's in there, you can't tell that it's there. Over the years, I've sold about 679 stores nationally and internationally. But back in the day, I ran into the color thing. There was a uh, fabric factory in New York that I was buying my goods from at the time. And I was paying them uh, when they'd send me the bill. So I got there, and I'm sitting down talking to the guy, and I'm ordering, and he's asking me about what school I went to, and now it's time for him to ask me who he called for credit. I pulled out my business card, and it had every title in the world that you could have, and the man gave me every kind of excuse in the world why they were not going to ship me on credit. I went back to my hotel room that evening, and I was in tears. And about uh, maybe two, three weeks later, I went back to New York, and I'm working with the same guy. And you know, our hair looks different, so we look different. And he said to me at the end, who do I call for credit? I pulled out my little hot pink business card, and I gave it to him. And I said, "Uh, well, call Cass. She'll give you, Ashley, I mean, she'll give you everything you need. He said, well, does Ashley have a last name? I said, there's only one there. He said, okay. So that evening, he called back and he said, everything checks out and your goods should be there in a couple days. Now, the question you need to ask me was, who was Ashley? My cat. (laughs) My cat was Lady Ashley Murray. She was ahead of credit. My hamster was Murray Andretti. He was ahead of production. (laughs) I'm creating jewelry from bones. What? 
working on this now. Give a dog a bone. What? So, I just got to figure some stuff out. Uh -huh. oh. Here's one of my favorites. Babe, this is a dog bone. I got all kind of bones over there. I used to have a huge thing of bones in the center of the table. And I had to move them because we had an intern come in. And my assistant, she said to her when she, when she was getting ready to leave, can I ask you a question? She said, well, you can ask me anything. Why does she have that bowl of bones in the middle of the table? <laughs> so Jenna said, oh, those bones are the bones of the last intern that worked here. <laughs> you like to keep them there to remind you don't mess up. <laughs> I just think that that's such a cool story, mm -hmm. and I think it goes to the heart of what we, you know, try to do with this show. Yeah. You know, like it's episode ten, and it's not by accident that you know just the entrepreneurial spirit of the South Side steps into the spotlight. You know, to take almost the entire episode. You but know? I'm also interested, and in, and in, um, I love that the part of the story that for me is very important is that you have to have tenacity if you want to do anything, anything that you want to do that's good. There are going to be people. And, and institutions and roadblocks and just things in your way. And this woman is incredible because she just had to outthink everybody else yep. in order to do what she had to do, which is sometimes required. Uh, great story. Wonderful person. Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us for the inaugural season of Southside Stories. Diallo, what did you learn this year? I learned so much, and I feel like there's so many more stories that we can do some more deep dives into the world uh, not just Chicago, but just, uh, you know, the black experience uh, in urban areas and mm -hmm. not urban areas. And just keep going at it, you know. Yeah, keep man. doing it. Let's keep doing it. Let's keep going. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I'm Bashir Salahuddin. I'm Diallo Riddle. And don't forget, ride an airplane. Got it from David and it go crazy. Southside Story is a production of WBEZ Chicago and Comedy Central. I'm Diallo Riddle. And I'm Bashir Salahuddin. Hey, this is the last. Uh, we should do this in Chicago Bulls. You Nine, want to? 90s announcer Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a soundtrack. Here, Here we, we go. go. The producer is James. F.U. Pay Me Edwards. With production support from Via Medius. All right, okay, I'm, I can't do that anymore. My throat is killing me. <laughs> I'm about to die right now. The executive producers are Steve Raises and Kevin Dawson. <laughs> and if you see Kevin, he goes by Daw Dog. Shelly Steffens, Adam Yaffe, and Tyrell Coach T. Blanche provided <laughs> mixing and engineering support. You know, Tyrell insisted that we call him Coach T. Yeah. And I'm um, very curious because <laughs> he told me earlier that he coaches no teams. <laughs> I think it's Maybe Coach it's T. His... I think he coaches his tea into the cup and then lets it seep. I oh. think it's that kind of tea. All right. Something like okay, that. Okay. There you anyway, go. Special thanks to Kellen Parker, Jeremy Westfall, Dare Frank, Michael Blyden. I heard of him before. Yeah, he's a Maybe. known entity. <laughs> Brendan Banizak. <laughs> very special thanks to Calvin Flowers of the Chicago Inventors Organization. CIO. Thank you so much for listening. Take care.
I'm going to holler at y'all next time I see y'all.